Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy Hi everyone, welcome to season three of Love and Relationship. Really excited to be here today. We've got the lovely Magda here and the lovely Gina. Um, I'm so excited. We're talking about dating in your 40s plus. Now, I just want to say that, you know, many of the advice out there and what we hear is really geared towards the younger generation, shall we say, and really geared towards if you're looking to um, start a family at a young age and you know what it's like dating as a, more of in the, in your early 20s 30s so we all thought it would be an amazing idea to come together and be able to speak about what it's about to date in your 40s plus what's the pros what's the cons you know what's all the differences and is there a difference dating in your 40s or is it the same thing are we looking for the same things as what we were looking for when we were 20 or is it completely the opposite so I'm really excited about this conversation I'm just gonna play us our promo video um probably it's only a few seconds long and then we'll get into the conversation I'll be introducing the ladies and um I'm just really excited for this so I'll see you guys very shortly And we're back. And we're back. So let's start with Gina. Gina, my darling, how are you? Hi, Hi. everyone. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you here. So I've known Gina for a number of years. We've had some amazing experiences together. Um, So I'm really excited for her to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Gina. What do you do, my darling? Um, I'm a holistic therapist and a breath worker and a meditation and do loads of different types of therapies. And um, I also run a few pages on on Facebook, which is Spiritual Soulmates. And I also have a Healing Hands page, which I do all my therapies and my healing work stuff. So that's a basic roundabout of what I do. Excellent. And um, Spiritual Soulmates always excites me because we've had conversations before, Gina, where people have actually had relationships from Spiritual Soulmates, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's so exciting. I get emails. For, I've had two couples who have been together long term from spiritual soulmates. And they post their, their relationship online and they encourage me to keep the page going. There's a few times I've wanted to think, what am I doing on this thing? It's just, yeah. but, um, but when I hear that, and it's such a beautiful energy because we, I try and keep it, you know, um, only about love and relationships and keeping your energy high so that we all stay in that love energy. Because... If you, you know, there's so many pages for other different things. So it's nice to keep it about relationships, love, and staying in that high, in that high energy. And staying so, in alignment with your purpose there, right? Yeah, it really does. And uh, Touchwood has been working so well. And to hear about those success stories, and I get emails from people who say that, you know, you helped me through a difficult patch with relationships. You've given me hope. You do, and I'm like, this is just fantastic. This is what keeps it going. Otherwise, uh, I would have probably given up. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so. Sad. What we'll do is we'll put the link below as well, so that yeah. people can reach out to the spiritual soulmates and they can see what you're all about. And you're yeah. actually in Cyprus, aren't you? I was going to say yes, sunny I'm Cyprus. Here. I'm, yes, I mean, uh, I would say sunny Cyprus, but we've had a few rains for the last few days. But it's great. It's still good. Ah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And thank you so much for being here with us, Gina. Thank you. And I um, know you are so welcome. And Magda. So Magda's the first time we're actually meeting, right? We've never met yes. before. So that's exciting. No. <laughs> so do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, my darling? Yes, sure. Are you both Scottish? No. Londoners. Londoners. We're Londoners. We're Londoners. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, weird. Okay. Should have guessed, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm a, I'm a certified holistic health coach. And I help people with a variety of conditions. So adrenal fatigue, weight loss, depression, anxiety, uh, stress management. Those are the, some of the main things that I help with. Hormone balancing as well. And I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I also have a program called Love Your Body. So it's basically a weight loss program for people who don't like to focus on their weight. And there's no restrictions, no guilt, no calorie counting. It's just about implementing healthy habits on a regular basis to get your body feeling great and just watch your weight melt off, melt away. So I'm actually launching another one of those programs in March. And it's three months long. And it's really for sustainable weight loss. So it's not like a quick fix diet, but really learning habits that you can implement for the rest of your life and very simple ones and it's actually fun it's not like i said it's not restrictive it's it's fun and then uh, i also lead um corporate workshops on stress management and brain support and how to do that naturally through nutrition through eating my healthy chocolate that i make myself uh, and then i mm -hmm. teach people how to make as well through breath work through um, like exercise. So there's a, a bunch of different topics. I, I offer six different topics to companies and that's pretty much what I do. I also dance. Wow. Um, I perform with flags and then I also do aroma touch therapy. So I use essential oils and I apply them on the body, but I also use essential oils for a lot of different things. So those are the wow. main things about me. 
Wow. I mean, like, look, this is so amazing to have us all come together with such profound things that we do. And I, I just think it's amazing. Like, you know, body, spirit, uh, mind, uh, all of it is so, I think it's so profound to where we're going in life and, and actually having healthy relationships, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to ask just in general here, I mean, like, look, this is always, we like to just have a natural conversation here. And I know it's not, it doesn't feel as natural because we are on camera and I know, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. But really, if you think, you know, let me ask both of you and, um, and I'll also have uh, say on my side too. Is there a difference dating in your 40s, ladies? And whoever would like to go first, please. Um, what, Magda, would you like to go first? Is there a difference dating in sure. your 40s? Yes. So I was just going to say, I think it's different for different people. Some people, it's like opposite. Some people do in their 40s what others do in their younger years and vice versa. But yes, for me, it's different than it was earlier. I feel like I date much more with purpose because I know myself so much better than I used to when I was in my 20s and even early 30s. Um, I feel way more connected to myself and way more grounded than I was back in the day. And so, yeah, now I, like I said, I date more with purpose and it's not all just about like, oh, chemistry and feelings, but also other things are important as well. Whereas back then chemistry, it's, it's like what got me into relationships, even if intellectually, maybe I wasn't a match with the person or, so, you know, in other areas, we just weren't a match. So yeah, that's, that's the difference for me is you like I'm more purpose. picky in a way. Yeah. <laughs> more things need to matter. Yeah. Like when we were younger, I suppose you just kind of, you, like you said, it's that first of all, you get the, you fancy someone, right? You just like, you like them. It's a physical side of it or yeah. and what your mind, what your eyes see. And then, um, and then you kind of, you can, you take a lot of whatever because you don't, I suppose yeah. we don't vet back then like we would do now. Right. So it's a completely different thing. What about for you, Gina? What do you think? What's the, is there a different dating in your forties? Absolutely. Like I've noticed a difference because I'm 50 now, so uh, 51. So I've noticed a difference even from shifting from early 40s to coming to late 40s to 50. I think at 50, you tend to think um, even more, you know, on conscious terms, like, it's, it's not just about attraction. You want, especially when you're on a, on a spiritual journey and on a spiritual path, um, you want someone who speaks your language because otherwise when you talk about your spiritual journey to someone who's not been there, you tend to get blank face looking at you and they're like, what are you talking about? They can't relate to you. So it, you wouldn't really want to be in a relationship with anyone who doesn't quite get you in that spiritual way as well. So the older I get, I, I find the, I think it does change again. Like you get, I get mixed ages. I get older people asking me out. I get younger people asking me out. But um, it, it's it's not just the attraction anymore. So it is a big difference. Like in my twenties, 
it was more like attraction you used to just go for it but like as you've got older and as you as I've started my spiritual journey um you do you kind of look for the one who understands your language and so it's absolutely different now yeah i agree with both of you i think it's a completely different ball game as such because um even though i you know i dated of late and i still i still fell into the same kind of i suppose trap in a sense of going for although i know better i still went for something that I wouldn't how can I say I went for what I thought was right for me when actually I realized wasn't right for me and so I think it's always learning and I but there's an awareness behind dating um in your 40s plus like a, a huge awareness because you're you're a lot more aware of yourself and especially like you said Gina if you're on a spiritual journey you you look for the you look for different things first of all you know i find that it's the mind that turns me on not the mm. physical side if somebody's connecting mentally with me and i can have that conversation with them where we're able to go deep into something then i fall for somebody i'm like yes i'm ready but if it if i can't have that conversation with them there's no substance there where i suppose when i was younger i didn't really care about the substance it was just like have fun enjoy myself um you know can we go out can we go out for dinner can we this but the conversation as long as you made me laugh that was kind of like my my tick box <laughs> and now there's so much more to it right so do you both find that like do you guys actually go out on dates ladies have you been out on actual dates i know we've been in a pandemic and it's been quite difficult in that sense but over the past let's go just before the pandemic maybe was you ladies going out on dates yeah 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 i i did go on a few dates even over here in cyprus which is i did go on a few dates before the pandemic um and it was with with get on but sometimes i think um because you got to remember when you're on a journey a spiritual journey if they if they don't match you they tend to leave, they 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 don't pursue it any anymore so um i think my bit maybe um they might feel a bit intimidated by by someone who's who's very self aware as well unless they're on a spiritual journey themselves it's quite hard to connect and keep it going so i've had a lot of first dates <laughs> the second dates and third dates are quite hard to continue <laughs> Um, but I, I, I don't lose hope because I, I really do think it's an internal process as well. Because um, I've always said, you know, I'm the one who has to also allow allow myself to to take it further as well, or maybe you know make an effort too. It's not just about the guy. So yeah, I, do I agree. Feel, I feel it's me as well, and I need to say I allow myself to be in a relationship because um otherwise i think I, i tend to block it myself yeah ah uh, yeah and you know what that's quite deep really that's like literally that's a and i think that's the difference that's one of the differences with dating um 
in your forties plus because you under, start to understand you more, and yeah. and that it's not just about the other person. It's actually a healing process within you, and yeah. it's not turning up with baggage. It's actually turning up and being able to give the best side of yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And for you, Magda, how have you found it? Have you found, uh, have you been out on many dates of like maybe before pandemic or during pandemic or? Yeah, before, I mean, yeah, I'd go on dates, but what I prefer doing is just kind of like if I would meet someone out through a friend and we connected and we kind of hang out, it wasn't like, I, I I didn't love like official dates. They were kind of awkward. It's just like hanging out with someone or first you hang out in a group and you just kind of connect over and over. And then finally you, we'd end up going on a date. So that's kind of how I like to do things like a little more natural, I suppose. That's nice. um, yeah. But do you, do you find, do you think that men are, do you think that, like, okay, I'm going to ask this because me and Michael have spoken about this a few times where we say, Michael says, you know, a man wants a younger woman. Now, um, I don't, I personally don't agree with that, right? I think that anyone that's looking for a relationship, you're going to go for what the other, for what you want. So if you're looking for, if you're a man and you're looking for a woman to have children with, then you're not going to go and you're not going to go and find yourself somebody who's like 55, 60, who's already been there or doesn't want children. You're going to go and find someone who's yeah. younger. But if you're a man who actually doesn't want children or has had children and now they're grown up, whichever which way around it goes, and you're looking just to be connected with someone and build a, build a partnership, then you're going to go for someone more your age because why would you go for a 30, a 27-year-old, 28-year-old who wants to build a life um, and have children? Um, or actually, it's like, I just think that you're going to go for who you want, who's a match to you. It doesn't matter about yeah. the age, right? Do you ladies agree with that? For sure. Yeah, I don't think there's a general statement that can be said about that. It's very, very individual. Yeah, Gina, yeah. what do you think? I think it, I think it, would, it boils down to what you're really looking for. Like, at, you know, like at Michael, like you said, he's in his 30s, isn't he? Yes. So if you're looking for a relationship to have children, then yeah, that then you would go younger because... A woman in her late 40s or 50s or who's already done it doesn't necessarily want children. Um, and even if they've never had kids, like I, I haven't had children and I, I, I kind of, I go through mixed feelings about it. Sometimes I think, oh yeah, it would have been nice. But then I think, no, I'm glad I haven't got children in some sense because the responsibility that comes with it, especially if they're young now, is a lot harder than it was 30 years ago, um, 20, 30 years ago. So someone in their 30s, yes, it's natural to want someone younger to have children, but like I've met a lot of older guys who've already gone and been and done it, and I've also met young guys who don't want children either. And... Um, it's it's a, it's a personal thing, I, I reckon, but more and more people are changing their views on wanting to have children, I've noticed in the last few years. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. 
God, Magda, sorry, Zalim. No, I was just going to say, I feel like age itself is not so relevant because like I've dated guys that were young and very mature and older yeah. guys that were older and not mature. So it's, it's really about someone's like experience level and yeah. maturity and depth and so many other things that aren't necessarily always related to their age. And there's people that are old souls who are young and then yeah people who are older that remain young at heart forever <laughs> so well, recently I've, I've met guys in their 20s that are far more mature than i've known my men in their 50s and 60s who are doing the the spiritual work and uh they're just full of knowledge and uh, you know it, i find it I wouldn't date anyone in their 20s, but it's exciting to listen and see. I think with that generation, is just expanding their brains so much and, and they're putting the work into becoming better people than, than I've noticed older guys. So um, totally agree that it's, it's, it depends on each individual. Yeah, I, I think the same. It really does depend on each individual. And you're right, Gina. Like, you know, it's funny because I've met so many people or guys, shall I say, that are in their early 20s. And I go like, why are you in your early 20s? Like, <laughs> I, I, I just like, ah, because I connect with them on such a deep level. But because my son and my daughter are those ages, and I suppose that's my... Uh, my kind of my way of thinking is like I could never go there I don't know maybe if I didn't have children at that age I don't know maybe I would go for someone who's 25 26 27 I don't know because I'm not that's not my life but because I do have children and my I say children like my son's 22 when I meet a 22 or 23 or 24 year old and I connect with them on that deep level I literally will run from that because I'm like no I don't I won't allow myself to get close because to me it's like there's no way I can be with somebody that's the same kind of age range as my children it would freak me out and it would probably freak them out and I just don't want to do that um but I do find that um, the older guys, I find that um, they're, yeah, it's it's really different. Like I always like my like I get asked a lot, do you want do you want marriage? And it's one of these questions that I can't actually find the answer to. Like I don't, I, I really can't find the answer. It's like one minute I'd say, oh, I'd love to be married. And I have all this like lovely vision of what it would be like to get married. And then on the other hand, I get so frightened. I think, oh dear, like, like what happens when you're married? Like, I feel like it's um, like you're being caged away. And it's probably not that. It's probably like there's so many people that had successful marriages. But do any of you guys feel like that when it comes to marriage? Or are you quite open to that? Um, with, with marriage, um, I think if for you to want to marry that person, it, you would be at that level. Like I wouldn't agree to like marry just anyone. So um, I think if I had that the right relationship that I like, where I can be myself and they understood me, then absolutely I would. Um, and but like. 
I think what happens with marriage is you tend to look at your parents' marriage and then you kind of think, well, that's what you, you grew up with and that's what you've been programmed with. And you kind of think, well, I don't want what they've got. And uh, <laughs> is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, and, well, the communication, the whole thing was different for my parents. Whereas for me, um, I think for me to want to marry someone, um, they would have to be completely right, and I would do it in that case. But um, I'm happy without it either. I'm happy to have just someone who's connected to me, and we'd be. Um, you know, but I think the, what marriage is, is saying is just a contract. It's just saying, all right, you're, you know, we, we agree to be together and we, we're going to just work, help each other. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, you, Magda? Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, but I, yeah, I would do it. But go on, Magda, you go. <laughs> you would, yeah. No, just, just ditto what Gina said. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah with the right person i think it can be very fulfilling and fun and it doesn't have to feel like you're trapped because you're enjoying your life with somebody else 100 percent. yeah yeah with the wrong person hell no no <laughs> no, no, no oh god it's a nightmare if you're with the wrong person absolutely yeah we've spoken about this and we say like you know, you see some marriages and you just think, oh, wow, like there's there's just no connection or there's or they're just together because they're together, because they're married. And that's it. So that's, I suppose, you know, I want to be if like if I was to get married, I want to be exactly the same with you guys, what you're saying, like, you know, somebody who I'm in a partnership with, who I'm growing with, who we have that deep, deep and meaningful understanding and actually have life together and really grow together. Because like, I don't know if this is, I was just going to say to like, you know, we're saying about being in your forties and dating. And I think, is it because, do we become more um, picky because we're older and we want to, we want everything quite perfect in a sense to say, yes, I can marry you. Where when we were younger, we would have kind of just gone with it. Would, would you say that? Well, no, I've been, in, I, I've been engaged twice and, I, and we never went to, we never got blessed, but you know, we had, I had two proposals and both times I was so glad I didn't go through with it. Wow. Um, I uh, one I was too young and, I, and to be honest I think like compared to my sister like my older sisters you know they met one guy they married him and they, um, okay um, one of them ended up uh, divorced the other one passed away but like um, the younger sister as well when she met her man it was um, they, they just kind of knew they kind of like uh, whereas the, the the two older ones, they'd never dated anyone else before that. So they married their first date, they got married and they, and it wasn't the best relationships. Um, so I think I kind of, I got wary. I was kind of a, a rebellion, re rebel. Um, I kind of thought, I don't want no, that. And I kind of thought, well, I didn't quite know what I wanted in a relationship, but like I was willing to try 
And I think there was an element of fear of being caged, like what Anthea said, you know, being closed in and being... And I always find that sometimes I, I used to meet guys who always wanted to tell me what to do, and I didn't like that because I felt I was always independent. So um, I never really wanted to settle down in my 20s or 30s. And it wasn't until... I was uh, in my 40s when my, uh, losing my sister and I kind of realized, I thought, you know what, my family's going down. I need to, I need to <laughs> expand my family a little bit more and make, you know, get together with someone. But like, I found uh, my spiritual growth came first and that's, and, and, and I never really looked back really. And it's, I kind of would be not it would be nice to connect and find someone, but like it's not the be or an end world. I think what's more is looking after myself and making sure I'm happy and and that's 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 my my priority, I think. Yeah, and that's and, and I think that's so important for us. And I think as as older, I'm going to say more mature women, I think that's very important to be able to look after you first and be happy with yourself yeah. first before you enter a relationship. Because I think that one of the biggest differences that I find between being younger and being in a relationship and being older and wiser is that we know how to put ourselves first and be happy and not need another person for our mm. happiness and our fulfillment. Having another person come into our world is actually going to uplift us and going to um, expand our happiness rather than us looking at them to make us happy. And I hear so many people in the younger generation that say, you know, they want their man to make them happy. You need to make me happy. Why are you not acting in this way? Why are you not doing this? I need you to change in order for me to be happy. Now, I find that is the biggest difference between dating in your 40s plus to under 40s because over 40s I think you've come to an understanding in yourself that it's not about another person making you happy it's about you making yourself happy and then right is there any mm -hmm. do you guys agree with that yeah and I was gonna say I think it's a very fine balance between meeting your own needs in a relationship and also getting what you prefer, like what you want. Because it's true, no one can actually meet your needs, but they can definitely help you to feel uplifted. Yes. So for example, when it comes to love languages, like different people have different love languages. And if you're with somebody that's the op like completely different love languages than you, like let's say your love language is touch and their love language is acts of service. If you're not getting enough touch, you might not feel loved by that person. Meanwhile, they're doing acts of service and they're feeling like they're giving so much. And here you are feeling unfulfilled and unloved and they're feeling frustrated. Like, why aren't you happy? I'm giving so much. So I think on one hand, 100%, it has to do with like meeting your own needs and working through your own stuff and on your own. And at the same time, being open to communicating about those kind of things so that you know that you're on the same page and you just get a better understanding of each other. So I don't think that you have to be matched with somebody who has the same love language as you, but as long as you're able to communicate and maybe like meet halfway somewhere in that realm, then it can definitely work. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. And I think it's good to know what is your love language so that you can tell them because how would they know? How would they know how to treat you? Like, you know, if like me being a therapist, touch is number one for me. You know, I want to feel you hug me. I want that connection, but I don't want you to smother me. <laughs> but I want to, you know, I, I'd like, you know, that, that love language. So I need to express yeah. that. And say, when you do that, you make me feel more loved instead. And I think that's where communication comes in. Telling the person how, what you need to make yourself feel loved. And it's the same for the man. He he needs to learn to express and be open and say, well, this is what I want. I want you to praise me and tell me that I'm I'm great and things like that. And that makes me feel loved. And then you know how to express each other. And then you've got a really good relationship. But like, if you don't express and say these things to each other, you haven't got a clue. You're just going to be trying to do things for them and they're not going to really get it. So um, I was going to say, too, that even if somebody is a like, if you feel a really strong connection with someone and it seems like your soulmate and everything's going really well, I think that can ruin a relationship if you don't talk about those kind of things. Yeah. Because even if you're matched on so many ways, but there's a few areas where you're not, and then suddenly I think a relationship can start to disintegrate if there's mm -hmm. not enough communication. I think in general, just communication is so important in any relationship, friendships, romantic ones, parents with their kids. If you're, you know, talking about things, expressing your needs, like it's a game changer, I think, <laughs> to be able to overcome anything. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Communication is massive, isn't it? If you can't communicate, like you said, it's not just in a romantic way, it's in any way, in, in any relationship, being able to communicate what you want or what you, your desires or your needs or, you know, just in general. Um, and I think, again, that happens and is more likely to happen as you pass a certain stage in your life. Um, I think when you're younger, you can have that feistiness. But I think, I think as a younger in the younger generation, the women can. I mean, I'm not saying all oh, women, our men have the can have the feistiness, but to actually know how to really communicate without coming across um, rude or abrupt, or it's a completely different thing. But as you get older, because you get to know yourself and you're a lot more aware of yourself you can communicate in a completely different manner because of your awareness and because you've learned so much as you go along. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yes. It's very such a skill. Yeah, it's not really something that we are born with, <laughs> the ability to do. It's definitely a skill to learn for most people. It's being, it's being aware of yourself as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of, I, th I find sometimes in relationships, there's like, you said this and you did, you meant this and you did that. And there's a lot of pointing and blaming. And it's like, but then, you, you know, you need to be self-aware. You need to look at yourself and think, well, well, okay, I'm not expressing myself, right? So how can I express myself better so that they do understand me? and then are aware of what I need. And then that way, your communication automatically just rises. It's just learning to express yourself without blaming. And we, we, we also need to remember that, you know, 
we are mirrors of each other. Even in relationships, the, the, the attractions we find, you're, they're mirror where you are at. So sometimes, we, you know, we can learn so much from certain relationships about ourselves and how we relate and, um, and we could grow, grow together. Yeah. And this is if, like when people end up blaming the other person, they so often end up attracting a similar type of person because really, like you said, it's a reflection of what you're dealing with inside. So until you deal with what's happening inside of you, you're just going to keep getting people to mirror whatever's inside of you continually. So getting grounded and changing that helps. Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? When you come to that and you realize, and I think again, I'm going to say this is the difference between being younger and being older um, or more mature, shall we say. Um, you can recognize these things and you know, like, you think you're ready and then you meet somebody and straight away, like, you know what? I think we all have a tendency, no matter what, to when we meet somebody, we've got, we, we can see everything of the best of that person. Like, oh, I love this about them, or I love that, and I love that. And then one month passes, two months pass, and then all of a sudden, oh, I don't like, he does this, or she does that, or he, and then you start finding all the negatives. And the next thing you know, you're focusing and talking about naturally the negatives, and you forgot the reason why you were, come together in the first place and then very quickly the relationship can break down right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah right. yeah i find that we don't tend to when you get to that stage you've you've, you've let go of all the positive it was like well wait a minute I, what was the attraction in the first place it's like you like this and this and that's all gone now because it's like and then and you're like, well, we start focusing on the letters. Then that's when you also need to see where, where, what's in me that's bringing that out, you know. Like, you know, and this is where it goes back again to self-awareness, which I never had in my 20s. I never started questioning myself. If he was acting wrong, he was, that was it. He's gone, finished. <laughs> you know, just like what they do now, which is like ghosting and whatever they call it, gaslighting, all these <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. 
you know, oh, he said this to me, he's a narcissist, or he, or he's ghosted me, or he's this, and it's like, or he's gaslighting me. And he's, yes. I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, gaslighting, I think that is when they kind of give you all this, like, they bomb you with all this love stuff, and then they just... Oh, that's called love bombing. Love and, bombing. And love bombing, so <laughs> gaslighting, I, I, to, I, to be honest, I'm still catching up with you. <laughs> Yeah, gaslighting took me a while to understand. I think it's when they use things against you. Like if you said something and then they turn things around and blame you. Well, that's a I bit like narcissist. That's, a, that's I think also that's what gaslighting is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. So there's all these names they've given to everything. So you're like in, in that 50, you're like thinking, well, okay, so is he a gaslighter? Is he going to ghost me? Is he going to be a narcissist? <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Like, and, and you can only find out by trying. And then I think what I notice as you get older is you're you're quick. You're you're quicker to let go. Yeah. Like okay, there's something not quite right about this. It's over. Simple. Whereas when you're younger, you're like thinking, oh, but I don't want to be on my own, and la la la, and you you tend to drag it on and. Do you know what? You just made a really good point there. It's so true, right? Like, I don't know, it's very true for myself. But like, when I meet somebody, if there's something that doesn't quite resonate with me, I'm like, I, I think, and I think it's not just in um, a romantic relationship. I think in general, I can very quickly walk away because I don't, I don't feel like I need people anymore. Where when I was younger, I felt like I needed them. And I think there's a huge difference between wanting something and needing something. And I think when you, um, in a relationship in particular, if you can ask yourself that question where you say, um, do I need to see this person or do I want to see this person? Mm -hmm. And you actually break that down for yourself. I think mm -hmm. you can go further into things because, uh, and you make that decision very quickly. Like Gina just said, you can walk away very quickly. Mm -hmm. But when you're younger, you do kind of hold on and you and you're more likely i think to take on the bs behind things because a lot more excuses will come out oh yeah but he's like this or he's or she's like that or you know but i like this and but they're treating you in a really bad way but i think again that reflects back to how are you treating yourself and that's that self reflection we spoke about that mirroring that we spoke about so I really do think there's a huge difference between dating as a mature lady to dating in your younger years for so many different reasons. Um, and I think the it's main better. one is, is it is better, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. To go and expand on that one. <laughs> oh, that's it. Just, just feels better. It does, doesn't feel, it? Yeah, like it, more conscious. Yeah, we know. I think as we get older, we tend to know what we want. Um, and and again, if you're if you're looking after yourself, if you're on the spiritual journey or you're into spiritual growth, you kind of know. You're a bit clearer on what you really want to do, and you're not gonna. You don't want to attract, and you don't tend to attract anyone unless they are kind of on that same journey, because otherwise, you can't really communicate. So, Can I say one thing about, oh, sorry. No, carry on, I finished. About attracting, because maybe the proper word isn't so much that, oh, you attract certain people, because I think 
we all attract all types of people. It's more like, who are you allowing in and who yeah. are you pursuing? Because it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm this magnet for bad people or I'm a magnet for only good people. It's like, there's all types of people all around you at all times. It's just that you're opening up yourself to certain types of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I like that term simply because, and I, I would say the word attract a lot, but now I'm trying to change it to like allow because when you say attract, sometimes you might feel like there's something wrong with you. Like, oh my yeah. God, what am I doing to only be attracting these types of people? But the mm -hmm. only thing that's wrong with you is that you're giving certain types of people a chance when you should actually not be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, and that's quite big actually. It's a, as a, as a really deep point to make because um, I've been through that where I thought, why am I only attracting these type of people? And I've actually like blamed myself. But, you know, um, I think we had a conversation about this before to say exactly what you just said, Magda, that it's who are you entertaining and who are you allowing? Yeah. Who are, you giving, who are you giving your time, energy, in your energy totally. to, right? Who are you responding totally. to? Yeah, and if you're like, um, okay, I met somebody of late and um, didn't go on a date or anything, but we got talking and had really great conversations, um, but nothing came from it. And it was like, but I entertained somebody that I wasn't sure of. But then at the same time, I was quite happy that I'd done that because had I not entertained or given yeah. my time and attention to, I would never have known. But the fact that it was very short-lived let me know that actually um, one thing I learned for sure, which was to me was quite big, was if somebody wants to get to know you and somebody's interested in you, they will be in contact with you. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you, there's so many women or, you know, out there that will say, but why didn't he call me? Why isn't it in contact with me? Why, 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 why? Well, you know what? And that's an acceptance, I think, that you can come to when you're that bit more mature in your, in your world to say to yourself, well, you know what? If he doesn't contact me, then he obviously isn't interested and there's nothing wrong with me. It's just a, it's just that if somebody, if there's no connection or there's nothing really to go by, then, and you feel like you've had this great connection, but they haven't felt it. You don't want to make someone come to you and make them be around you. So actually what's the easiest and best thing you can do for yourself is to stand back and say, okay, Who's next? Like, who can I, who would I like to entertain next? Or who's going to come into my world next? You know, rather than having that beat up side of things, because so many women beat themselves up and blame themselves for so much. But actually, I don't think we need to do that. I just think, you know what, if the right person that is going to be somebody who's going to uplift you, who's going to bring goodness to your world and is going to help you become the better version of you and you're going to help them. And I, when I say help, I don't mean like you're carrying one another, but your energy together, your your way of life, your your movement forward, your mission in life, let's say, is, is aligned and everything you want from life is aligned. Not, I suppose, not everything, but you've got a good percentage of things that you can move towards together. Then you're going to have a great relationship and they will call you and you will call them. And it won't be a thing of, oh, what do you think? Or asking the questions to other people. I suppose you just know, right? I think Gina and I had this conversation a number of days ago about somebody that um, Gina knows. Uh, oh, actually, I think we both know. 
Um, but she met somebody and she just knew, she just knew, right, G? She just knew that this person was for her and she never looked back since. But she didn't question it. She didn't go and ask people, what do you think? Do you think this will work for me? Or why hasn't he contacted me? Or shall I call him? Or do I send him a text message? Or she just knew, right? Um, I'm trying to think now what to say. Um, yeah, he. Um, I did meet someone who I felt connected to and it was nice. But I think what happened is, though, um, we we're both at different levels. Like, like, whereas I might think I'm ready, they weren't. So, um, but then it was nice and being aware of that um, in me. Because I, I was while while you were talking, actually, I was starting to think of times in the past where I I got infatuated with someone. I'd meet someone. We were we would get on so well. The connection was right. We'd just be fantastic, and I would just go on such a high and energetically, and then something would happen that would just end it. And then I was thinking, well, why did that happen? And then I think what it was to, and then I look back and then I think, well, it, you just showed me of what love could feel like. And not just that is, I learned, what I learned along the way was taking what I felt for that person and giving it back to myself. That was just such a shift in me. Whereas um, I would, before that, I would waste years being, oh, I, you know, I'm in love with him, I fancy him, oh, I'm infatuated, he's the, you know, he's the one, oh, please God, you know, make it happen. And then nothing would happen. And then I'd be like, well, why didn't it happen? And then I realized, and then I thought, and then what I used to do was thinking, wait a minute, all that energy I gave away, um, I needed it. So I would take all those feelings I had for the guy and bring it back into myself. And straight away, that whole infatuation would just go. And it would give, and then I thought it was me that needed it, not, not giving it to them. I am the one who needed those, that energy, that feeling. And um, that was a massive shift for me. Um, I think I, I kind of, in my early 40s, that happened where I was just so in love with someone and it just, and I kind of thought they felt the same, but then nothing ever happened, nothing developed. We just were really good friends. And then um, once I learned to take that energy back, I, the infatuation left. So it kind of is a lot to do with an internal experience of, you know, we've got to remember our experience is ours and we, we can't mind read anybody else's. So, um, you know, we tend to give away a lot of our energy without understanding really what we're doing. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. It's so important to give that energy back to yourself and then you find that energy subsides, that infatuation, that, that obsession you get from someone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite yeah. deep, isn't it? What would yeah. you, um, Magda, what would you say um, is one of the biggest things you've learned of dating in your, in your 40s? 
for yourself? Well, I just I just turned forty last month. <laughs> two months ah, ago. <laughs> God bless you. Ah, oh, that's so sweet. Okay, so maybe cool. late thirties and and I'm and I'm seeing someone right now. <laughs> oh, are you really? And <laughs> so how do I answer that question? <laughs> um. Sorry, what was the question? How, what did I learn the most? Yeah, what, what do you think? Okay, so you've, as you've only just turned 40, let's say you're late yeah. 30s. What do you think is the biggest thing you've learned of dating at that later stage in your life? Hmm. Well, a lot of it is paying attention to my intuition. Like I would date people that I was like, mm, I don't know if long-term we're really quite compatible, but it, you know, so following that um what else have I learned <laughs> I was up at 4 a.m this morning so my brain isn't fully functioning <laughs> bless you <laughs> um that it's really good to take things slow like actually the guy that I'm seeing right now we were friends for a little while at first and I thought that's really good because I got to know him better i think that's key actually to really get to know somebody even like before getting intimate with them it's really nice because once you start like kissing and touching um and sometimes more you can get blinded by that feeling and you become less objective about the person you just want to feel good but when you really get to know someone first and then all that other stuff, the intimacy just enhances what you're already feeling towards that person. So it's like a deeper kind of connection. Um, I know everyone is different with that, but I find that I like to take things slow now. Um, what else? That's definitely better. I Magda, what Magda hit on there is so important because I've noticed relationships that start really fast end really fast yeah, <laughs> yeah. that you really take the time and get to know well, well you know um you know everyone's too fast to get intimate and you're like well what's the rush like I, I even brought I asked this question in the group as well it's like when is it too soon to sleep with someone like some people and I've had people that said I've had women who move in with me straight away I've had guys you know it, it depends on the man, but like um, for me, anything that started fast ended fast. I, you yeah. know, it didn't last um, because <laughs> you don't know them well enough. Whereas if yeah. you've got friendship, even if it's a few weeks, you know, because like um, there's this, there was a, a film or, or um, about um, these women who were dating in their late fifties and. I don't know if you know Steve Harvey. He had this book out. Yeah. There was like um, a 40-day dating thing or I think it was 40 days, something like that, or three months. And, I, you know, and I was like, well, three months is a bit long <laughs> for me. <laughs> but, like, you know, getting to know someone is so much nicer than just rushing in. And um, and there was and I find when you do, the, the relationship lasts longer, it's a lot more stronger, and more than anything, they respect you more as well when you don't rush into it. Because they probably think the guys are, they're still, old. some of the guys, they're, even when they're young, they're still old fashioned. They have that view is like, if you, they're like, if you rushed into me, then you're rushing with everyone. And it's like, well, not, not really. Um, but, 
I, I, I agree with Magda on get to know them. And because then you know what you're letting yourself into. Um, rather than just jumping in and then finding out later down the line another disappointment. Because, you know, I think as you get older, the disappointment still hurts, whatever you, whatever, because you're like, well, you know, you're longing for that. Longing is not the right word, but you're, you're, you want to connect with someone. And if you haven't got that friendship, it's not going to last. No, totally. I yeah, I completely agree with that. So I think friendship yeah. is really, really key. And I don't think there should be a time limit on it to say one month, two months, three months. I think it really comes down to, yeah. no, it, I was just like, look, I could, you know, I could be, I could know someone for three months, but I've only spoken to them three times. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that mean? Like after yeah. the 90 days, okay, you know, jump into bed with them because you've known them now for three months, you know, it's like, well, but I've only seen them three times. So yeah, but then I could have been, I could have met somebody and had a connection and spoken with them maybe daily or every other day and gone out and really got to know them in yeah. four or five weeks, let's say. And we've actually established, we've kind of vetted each other, we've communicated our wants, needs and desires. And we really understand where we are, what we want. And we've come to this agreement between us that, you know, actually we do get on, we do like each other. We do have that connection. We are attracted to one another sexually too, you know, mm-hmm. and we would like to move forward. So just because I haven't hit 90 days, as Steve Harvey says, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I need to hold back because of that and say, well, actually, no, I don't want to do anything with you because I need to wait for 90 days. I just think that kind of time thing needs to be wiped out, mm-hmm. on my opinion, personally. 90 days, it depends. You know, it depends how you meet them. Like, if, if you meet, like, um, like Magda said, through friends, you probably could take it to 90 days. Because you, you can, you know, you're, you're meeting as friends first, like, as a group. Whereas, you know, if there's an attraction and everything, I, I think, for me, at my age, I think 90 days is too long. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and not just I... that, this is not something we said um, to, with Anthea before, is like when you're older and you've lost a lot of loved ones, when I say loved ones, that family members, when you've lost a lot of people through death and through illnesses and things like that, you have a different aspect of life because every day is, you know, there's a little gratitude of like, thank you for today and that I'm here Um, because um, life is short and it is fast. And before you you're 50 and you're single and you're like questioning your, your life and you're like thinking, um, where did my time go? Where did, and you know, a lot of my time went around my family who I was losing. So I didn't have that, my, my mentality in that space to allow. Whereas now I'm in my fifties, I'm at the first stage of my life where I'm allowing it to happen. And I'm like, Okay, I allow my soulmate to come. I allow my whatever name, twin flame or the connected person to come to my life. And once you're once you're at that stage, you don't ninety days is it doesn't matter. Like you said, there's no time limit. It's meeting someone. If there's the right connection, the right attraction, 
and uh, you know you know like the heart knows when when the time is over it's your soul is so clever it knows it knows who's right and who's wrong it just as you get older you you and you you allow that inner knowledge to come out that gut feeling in your stomach when things are not right you know look out for those red flags and be aware like no i, I will not allow this and yes i will allow this so it's it's recognizing which is which is the right one for you yeah i yeah. i yeah go magda sorry you was going to say also you know, Gina said what I wanted to say. It's just about not about a time frame, but about tuning back into yourself and just feeling, yeah. seeing what feels right for you, and just like really honestly looking at at what feels best. And, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and I think, and I also was going to say that fifty is the new thirty, Gina. <laughs> Hey. Hey. I tell you what, I don't feel 50, so I'm okay. You don't look it either, so you're good. No, actually, when my daughter first met Gina, she thought she was um, I think I think it was late 20s, 30s, and when I we was wow. having a conversation, yeah, do you remember? Wow. And she and I said to her, and I said to her one day, I think it was um, it was coming up to her birthday, and I said to my daughter, yeah, it's Gina's birthday birthday she's turning 49 I think it was at the time or maybe it was even 50 I don't re I don't remember we did our 50 we spent my 50th together that's right yeah. it was your 50th and my daughter was like mums are you speaking about Gina and I said yeah I am and she said no way don't mum come on and I said what did you think she says she was like 29 30 I was like, I need to tell Gina she's gonna love you forever <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah look it's so nice right and I just think yeah look as you become um as you grow in life and you come to this stage I think your awareness the red flags are a lot more apparent to you you know what you're looking for you know where you're going you know what you want out of life and I think we've got to be I, I personally think we've got to be a little bit more careful in how independent we come across. That's just me personally, I think, because I think, you know, a man likes to be a man and likes to take care. I don't know if it's the same thing. Like, I, I know that of growing up and... I, I hope that men have still got that kind of outlook where they have that masculine energy and they want to be the masculine side and we can be the feminine side. So I think sometimes if we're showing up way too independent, then there's no there's no job left for the man, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Because when you're showing up more independent, you're showing up more masculine in a way. And then it makes the guy retreat into a more feminine role and then it gets confusing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, yes.
I think it's nice. Yeah, take the lead. I think it's a nice thing. And see, I'm completely. Yeah. Yes. It's funny because I'm on the other side. I'm like five foot two. So when I'm around Gina, when Gina's five foot ten, I feel protected by Gina. It's like I could be anywhere and I feel so protected. And, and it's like, oh, help me. <laughs> like a <the> little weasel. <laughs> You do. <laughs> it's so true, right? But yeah, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to stand back as a lady and allow a man to just take the lead and really take the lead. Like I met somebody a couple of days ago and um, he opened, like he went to step forward into the, into the, not into the door, but as in he opened the door and went to step forward and then he took a step back and went oh I'm, I apologize and opened the door for me and let me through and I thought oh this is so nice and we had to walk through a number of doors to get to where we were going so each door he was opening he was pushing the door open and I was walking through and it just felt so nice I was like yeah I could do this all day come on, I'm ready for my man. Yes, come and open my doors. Come and like pick me up and take me out and do all these things because I think it's so lovely. It is so lovely. And uh, Michael has just put here independence with a little um, smiley face. And we've also got somebody who said, luckily men, luckily men are not falling for the marriage trap anymore. <laughs> I don't think it's falling for it. I think it's, you meet the right person and you're on the right track and you're you're at that place of life where you can actually communicate. You do know your wants, needs and desires. You've communicated that. You're on the same path. You get together. I think marriage could be wonderful. I really do feel that it could be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Now you get with the wrong person and you get somebody who is going to be the opposite to you and just want to argue with you and just want, you know, doesn't want to be agreeable in any way, shape or form. And you get married to that person. It's kind of setting yourself up for disaster, isn't it? So I think you really do just need to vet people, um, really get to know that person. And like, like we all, I think, agreed on having a friendship first is probably, probably the number one thing to that I think I've learned also as being a mature woman in the dating world. Um, so, yeah, and also we have Caroline who said, hi, lady, she's been here with us. And um, we'll be going for, hi, Caroline, and hi, Michael, and whoever else is, I think, I don't know how to pronounce that name that said luckily, so I don't want to say it because I don't know how to pronounce it, but, um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies, it's been going now for over an hour and five minutes. Um, it always goes very quick. I just want to say thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. It's been really cool, really amazing. It's been lovely to have this conversation. So, yeah, just thank you to both of you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You too. <laughs> Both of you. It's been lovely. Well, we right? kind of all have the same views. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's nice, isn't it? Well, it just, it's it's nice to see who else agrees with me. 
yeah isn't that cool isn't that cool um well is there anything any last little things that you guys would like to say to our audience in dating in your 40s plus ladies is there anything you could add just here now i just have a super super quick cute little story i wanted to share so when you were talking about taking the lead my sister's friend she was dating a guy and like it was going really well but she was like i think i'm gonna propose to him because it was kind of time for them to maybe you know take it to the next step and he hasn't proposed yet so she was like i'm just gonna do it so she they ended up going on a trip to hawaii and they went on some picnic and they both proposed to each other at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, so he must have sensed it was time too. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. And how yeah, did he she... take it that she was going to propose? Did he feel? I thought he, I think he thought it was really cute. I, I don't really know. They don't live in the same city as me and I don't know them very well. But I think he just, I'm sure he thought it was cute. Ah, that's so yeah. lovely. That's so lovely. Yeah, I think. And now uh, they have two kids and they're married. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Look at that, you see? So I suppose when you know, you know, and I suppose they they both knew and they ended up having, they both they're knew, married. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. really nice. And I think, um, are they, can I ask, are they like, um, did they meet at a later stage in life or? A... Uh, I think in their mid-20s. So, yeah, earlier, I'd say. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. That's really cool, actually. Gina, Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to say on a closing note here? that's beautiful Gina I love that and it's so true isn't it it's like do not give up hope guys like honestly there's seven and a half billion people in this world there's someone for everyone it doesn't matter what your age is what your past has been what's happened at the end of the day whether you've been married divorced married divorced a hundred times it doesn't matter if you're ready and that person's ready it doesn't matter i just don't believe an age means anything i just think that some people just you know it wasn't for them like myself i know that if Um, my focus was on raising my children. It wasn't about having a man and having a man do things. I wanted to raise my children. I knew that that's what I wanted for myself. I was very clear to the universe out there that that's what I wanted. So when I didn't have relationships, they didn't work out because I wasn't really in them. I just wanted to be with my children. That was that. 
But now that shift has happened when my children are older and now I know I'm ready to meet somebody. I mean, and that's not because um, that's, that's just my journey. And I, you know, mm -hmm. so I just think if we're all open and we're ready and just take away, unblock those pipes, know that you're open, you're able to receive. Um, and like you said, never give up hope because there's always, always someone for somebody. And on that note, my lovely people, I want to say thank you once again. And um, no, thank you guys. And we will, maybe we'll do this again. Maybe we'll have a mixture of men and women. Um, and we'll keep, yeah, we were really interesting, right? So we can hear the man side and we can actually interact to hear what men think in their 40s plus two. So that could be a really good one to do. Um, but yeah. Can I add one more thing? Absolutely, you can. <laughs> one more minute. Uh, if you just want to attract, because you were talking about like opening up yourself, opening up those channels. So actually energetically within your body, you can open things up. And one way to just attract more love is to open up your heart center. And you can do like yoga poses, like a warrior pose where you just kind of go like this and then you look up for a few seconds and you really feel like love coming in because your heart is physically more open. And then at the end, you can just kind of place your hands on your heart and just like connect within. So it's a little practice you can do whenever you feel like it or on a daily basis to just generally open up to love in all areas of your life. Thank you. That's it. I'm definitely going to be doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> And it helps your posture too. Excellent. There we go. There's an actual action we can all take now. So if you're in your 40th plus and you feel like things are just like, ah, just uh, take on what Magda yeah. just said. I'm actually going to do it myself and uh, I'm going to come back to you and let you know when my man's walked okay, in. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's coming. He's on his way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's here, yeah. Could you imagine I opened the door and he's just standing there? <laughs> imagine that. Anything's possible, though. Anything. Anything is possible, right? And that's what I love about being alive in this world. Anything is possible. There's nothing. Or he might is. be watching this podcast right now. Could you? Yeah, he could be. If you're watching, like, come on, give us a little type. Me and Juna. <laughs> you're like, slide on into my DMs right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Oh, wow. I could literally just sit on here all day and just chat and chat and chat. It's just, um, yeah, we've done really well. It's been such a good time. Um, and I know that if you guys were a bit nervous to start with, you could feel how everybody just started to relax a little bit more into it. And it's really nice. And I just love that, you know, that we have shown up and we've done this. Um, because, yeah, I just think it's a beautiful thing for us to come together. And, you know, so many people could be watching and and actually you don't know who you're touching by having these conversations. You don't know whose life you're possibly changing by having these conversations, you know, because it, it really is um, it's something that, yes, there is a lot of podcasts out there, but um, they're not me, me, Gina and Magda, they're completely other people with a different perspective. So our, our perspective matters, our life matters to what we've brought to the table today. And I'm so thankful again. So um, yes, we're going to do another one. I think Michael's going to have um, one where it's just going to be the guys. Um, but later on, maybe in a few weeks, what we'll do is we'll get us 
three together if you guys are up for it and we'll yeah, get some great. guys on board as well yeah yeah let's be fun. Do it. all right let's do it yeah it's something cool. to look forward to cool mm -hmm. all right my lovelies i will catch up with you soon and um thank you everybody for watching Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, please do like and follow us and share this video. Share it everywhere, right? So, <laughs> and Bye. we'll speak to you guys soon. <laughs> See you later.